Welcome to this episode of Kendall County Connections podcast. I'm your host, Aubrey Walker. I work with the San Antonio Council on Alcohol and Drug Awareness, or CICADA. I'm the coalition coordinator for Kendall County. The purpose of this podcast is to educate, promote awareness of resources for Kendall County, and to connect people. I have lived in Kendall County most of my life, and I have a passion for this county. I hope you find this podcast helpful, and thank you for listening. All right, so today we're going to talk to Don Eastwood. She's the Director of Outreach at San Antonio Recovery Center. So thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's been a busy day and it's not so hot, which is good. <laughs> Absolutely, that's wonderful. So we're gonna jump right in with the questions. So the first one is, what has been your most enjoyable job so far and how old were you? And if it's your current job, you don't have to reveal your age. <laughs> I don't mind revealing my age. So my most, and, and truly this is my most enjoyable job. Um, and I'm 53. So um, I think everything that I've had up until now has prepared me for this job. Um, I raced as a semi-professional triathlete for several years and learning how to, um, to persevere, I feel like has helped me when working with patients and working with clients that are needing treatment for substance use disorder. Wonderful. So what is your role in Kendall County and what are you passionate about right now? Mm, that's a good question. Um, so my role in Kendall County is, is as a, an advocate for individuals needing treatment for substance use disorder. Um, one of the few of us that, that actually live in Kendall County, you and myself, and I don't know of anybody else. Um, so that's my role in Kendall County. What was the other question? Um, what are you passionate about right now? I am passionate right now about, um, well, specifically with Kendall County, it is providing a resource for our residents um, and helping to educate our community about the disease of addiction and challenge the ideas that promote the stigma around substance use disorder. Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, stigma is such a huge thing and that's such a big barrier for people to get, you know, the help that they, that they need. And so I think that's just amazing um, that that's, you know, something that you're passionate about because it's very important to um, get through the stigma so that we can help people um, at where they are, you know meet them where they are. There are very, very few um, licensed chemical dependency counselors in, in Kendall County. Um, there's actually more um, LPCs or, or mental health providers than there are providers that are specific for substance use disorder. And yet um, the disease of addiction is everywhere. And so to be able to provide a service to the to Kendall County residents and educate the residents um, about 
the disease of addiction and really educating them with respect to the fact that addiction is a disease, not unlike diabetes. In fact, almost with respect to definitions, almost identical. Um, it is chronic, it is progressive, and it is fatal. And um, really having our, our, our leaders embrace that and help to provide um, um, education and resources is critical. So why, I mean, you kind of talked about this a little bit, but why are you passionate about this? Um, that's, I mean, there's more to it in that, um, well, I live in Kendall County. Um, I've worked closely with uh, Kendall County leaders. I have been in Kendall County long enough to know that there are um, there are different trains of thought, and not everyone is open to the idea of um, that this is um, this isn't somebody's fault. This isn't a character disorder, and so I'm passionate about it because I think that it's. Kendall County, specifically Bernie and Comfort and our, um, they're really lovely, lovely communities. Um, they're great vacation spots. They're great places to raise a family. And there is substance use disorder in those, in these areas. And so if I can be a part of the solution rather than the problem, and I can help to educate, that's, that's, my this that's my way of impacting our community to make it even better that's awesome love that answer <laughs> <laughs> so when did you get involved um with like substance use disorder uh, prevention things like that and why is it important for the community so i've been around recovery most of my life while i am not in recovery from substance use disorder i am the adult child of an addict so i grew up with addiction um in my family i have uh, my uncle died of an overdose um so i've been around it my whole life and I've been on the recovery side of it and the support systems for families. Um, I think a lot of times communities will focus on the individual who is, um, who has substance use disorder. And then what happens are we have families that don't get support. So that's really, really critical that we look at this as a community and provide support systems, not just for the person needing treatment, whether it's inpatient treatment, um, outpatient treatment, acute detox, but also wraparound services for our families. And, and the reason why that's so important is that is gonna strengthen our community. Um, I think sometimes when we're in our bubble, we don't realize that what happens is that our jails become de facto detox centers and our law enforcement becomes de facto case managers for substance use disorder. The problem with that is that then you and I end up paying for treatment um, 
and we end up we end up paying for other people's treatment that doesn't need to happen that way but it comes down to education it comes down to destigmatizing the disease making it okay to ask for help being able to wrap around um, to, to provide those wraparound services for the families, for, um, for the children growing up with a parent perhaps that has a substance use disorder or the parents seeking treatment for their adolescent or for their teenager or for their young adult, um, for the wife that needs help with her husband, for the husband that needs help for that, for that housewife that has been at home and he is just now becoming aware of the fact that she's ill. And so it, it, there's so much shame and stigma around it and, and the embarrassment. And if I can do something to impact that so that um, we have professionals in our community, that families can see that we have treatment options that's going to enhance our community. Did I answer the question? Yes, yes, you did. Thank you. Um, so the next one is how has COVID impacted your work? And this can be positive and or negative, and there can be multiple answers because I know that it didn't, it didn't affect, you know, in just one way. Right. COVID, COVID was profound. Um, I, I will start off saying that I think that we are just seeing the tip of the iceberg um, with the negative impact of how we as a society had to deal with COVID. And I don't, I don't by any means think that I have the answer. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know that any of us did. I think we were faced with something that, that was, um, it was an anomaly, right? But we as as human beings are um, pre-programmed for connection. And I, if we didn't know that before COVID, we know that now. And we know that because the acuity level, the severity of mental health disorders and substance use disorder, um, it increased exponentially. I've been in the industry for quite some time and I, I will say, and I have um, colleagues that, that will agree to agree with me that we have never before seen the level of behavioral health, um, mental health and substance use um, needs like we have now. So on a positive side, I think we all learned of different ways that we can connect and different ways that we can um, be there for our community and our society. Um, we just, it, it's the pendulum swung one way and, and, and we really need to find that balance. So yes, we can have people in treatment and have conversations like this virtually that allows for a different way to communicate that perhaps we haven't done in the past, but it isn't um, the substitute for, for counseling, for treatment, um, for connection. It can be, um, it can be an, an addendum 
um, or an add-on, but, but we need human connection. We need touch. We need, um, we need to feel each other's energy. Yes. Um, and, you know, speaking of, you know, your pos- the positive that you were talking about, being able to see people via Zoom, I know that like a lot of the AA meetings and NA meetings went to Zoom. And I know somebody who's in long-term recovery and, you know, she said that that has helped her through COVID is to still be able to go to her meetings. Yeah, it's virtual and you can't actually see the people, but just seeing them virtually just helped her and being able to talk about it with other people who are struggling with the same thing. You know, I, I think the, the technology has really helped us. But yeah, I mean, I think we all just need to get out there and eventually just have a big hug, you know? Just, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it, I, it was also really tragic that we've had um, facilities across the country have COVID in the facility. Mm-hmm. And what did that mean for patients? Conversely, we all learned in the industry, especially with inpatient, ways to provide services and ways to protect our clients and, um, and our communities while they're in inpatient care that um, was extraordinary. Absolutely. That's wonderful. So you kind of touched on it a little bit, but mm-hmm. thinking about all the resources and events we, that we have in Kendall County, because we do have a lot. What is something that, um, that you see that is missing in our community? Mm. I, I think more in-depth um, education about, about substance use disorder specifically. Um, I do think that that's missing. I'm really passionate about the fact that we, we, we don't have inpatient treatment um, we don't even have outpatient treatment in Kendall mm-hmm. County. We don't have sober living opportunities. So we have people who are new in recovery in Kendall County that really could use a community. Um, and we don't have that. We don't have LCDCs. Um, we, we don't have a whole lot of services for substance use disorder. On the other side, um, I am thrilled to see how many counselors that we have that have moved in. So we have a lot of mental health providers um, and, and they are great. And, and that's part of those, that wraparound service that we've talked about. Um, I know that we have a mental health officer with the sheriff's department who is phenomenal. (laughs) Um, I love her. Mm -hmm. Um, and she really is there for the community. And I think that that's especially for Kendall County, but in the Hill Country and in, in other rural areas within Texas, because I've worked from Waco down to Brownsville, it's really, really unique what we have in Kendall County. And, and one of the conversations that I've had with some of our leaders is that we do have a unique opportunity um, to set the national standard on a, on a national level with respect to how rural communities provide services um, for individuals with substance use disorder. We have um, a level of affluence mm-hmm. that could help provide those services and, and, and support 
um, an encouragement as well as we have, we do have this mental health infrastructure. What we need is the specific um, infrastructure for substance use disorder to, to then come together with the mental health infrastructure. So um, just a couple more questions. Is there anything um, that I missed? Do you have any upcoming events or anything else that you would like to discuss? I don't, you know, we don't, I don't have events specific. Mm -hmm. I'm, I am always encouraging for our community, um, both on the, in the private sector, as well as the public sector. So I would love to encourage our chamber of commerce, um, as well as our law enforcement, as well as our mental health infrastructure to come together um, in a collaborative way on a regular basis to um, discuss what, what are some additional ways to think outside the box. You know, we, we really did as a community, did a lot of that during COVID mm -hmm. and supported our restaurants. I mean, you know, I, I see in other areas where restaurants are closing and then in Kendall County, we had new restaurants popping up and are really successful. Um, yes. We can do the same thing with respect to um, mental health and substance use disorder. We can educate, we can, we can, as a community, remove, not just reduce, but remove this idea that substance use disorder, addiction, alcoholism is a character disorder. We really can. And we can treat it the same as we would um, cancer, diabetes, and heart disease. Because as when one looks at this from a disease model and a mental health model and, and a, and a just a physical health model, there's no difference. It meets the same choices that are made by individuals who have the disease mm -hmm. do need to be addressed. And sometimes those can be detrimental to the community. Um, and that's why we have law enforcement, right? But we can go to our, um, our courts and say, what's a better way to treat this population? What is a better way to provide um, options rather than the, um, the criminal justice, let's put them in jail long-term, you know, is that really, really helpful? The therapeutic community model has served a purpose, but it isn't the most cost-effective purpose and it mm -hmm. isn't study show over and over and over, it isn't the most um, long-term effective model. So that's what I get excited about is, is talking to our leaders and bringing all sectors of our community to, together in a supportive and collaborative way. All right. So lastly, how can somebody listening to the podcast connect with you? Hmm. So always can reach out by telephone. My number is 
800-862-8862. I answer my telephone 24-7. The ER challenges me on that <laughs> on occasion. <laughs> um, can also reach out to me by email. And that email is D as in Dawn, Eastwood, spelled the same as the movie star, <laughs> at San Antonio Recovery Center. Perfect. And I will put that in the show notes so that people, I know some people are more visual like myself. I have to see it. (laughs) So we will put that in the show notes. And um, I want to thank you again, Dawn, for being on the podcast with me Um, down below. I will again have her um, information and thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this month's episode of Kendall County Connections podcast. If you are interested in joining the coalition or being on an episode of the podcast, you can call 210-225-4741. That's 210-225-4741. Or email coalition at cicada.org. That's C-O-A-L-I-T-I-O-N at S-A-C-A-D-A dot O-R-G. Or check us out on Facebook, search for Kendall County Community Coalition or facebook.com slash Kendall County Community Coalition. Thank you. We'll see you next time and stay safe.